Welcome to the Sis Stop Sulking podcast, the safe space for women ready for change. My name is Miss Tasha Talks Life. I'm an educator and author of the book titled Sis Stop Sulking, God's Plan is Greater. I once was feeling stuck knowing there was more inside of me. So I'm creating a community of women who desires to put themselves first and live a life of purpose on purpose. See, when you prioritize your needs and desires, you become a better mom, wife, daughter, friend, and overall better you. So join me each week while we uncover the many layers to becoming the best version of you. And sis, don't worry, I got you. Hello, 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 beautiful people, and welcome to another episode. I am your host, Miss Tasha Talks Life. How are you? Um, Before I dive right in, because I'm super excited and to make an announcement, so I don't want to wait, but so a little bit about why I'm about to tell you this announcement. Back in 2020, back in 2020, well, prior to that, I had some um, some health conditions with my ovaries and my uterus and my cervix and things like that. Um, like during intercourse, I would have pain, sometimes spotting. Um, when I was back before I was even sexually active, my menstrual was so bad that I would throw up like the first two days. Like if I had to go to school, I wasn't going to school because I, I was, I was throwing up. They actually put me on birth control. And I remember being devastated because I'm like, oh my God, everybody's going to think that I'm sexually active, but it was the best thing for me because it kind of regulated my um, menstrual and my, and the symptoms. So Fast forward, I've been on birth, I was on birth control pretty much my whole life before getting married um, and, and it helped regulate. So now I'm married and I'm not on birth control and I started to have like the pain, the, the horrible cramps again. Um, I had a myomectomy in 2011, which was a surgery to move fibro- fibroids. Then, um, so it was just a lot with my body. And also I had digestive issues. Like I wasn't regular, which to me was regular because I wasn't regular. So, but, um, so long story short in 2020, my doctor suggested that I have a surgery and the surgery would remove, um, part, remove my uterus, believe my cervix. So it was a partial hysterectomy. And I, I knew I didn't want any more kids. So we, you know, we discussed that thoroughly and we said, you know what, this, if this is going to help me with a lot of the, the issues that I'm having, then I'm open to it. So I go long story short, I go, um, and the surgery is supposed to be laparoscopic. So that's in outpatient surgery. Um, I wake up and I'm in a lot of pain and it doesn't feel right. And so I go down to touch and I have bandages from hip bone to hip bone. So the nurse comes in, she's like, oh yeah, the doctor's gonna come and see you. Um, You had major surgery. And so I was told that they went in and because I had had two C-sections and a myomectomy, um, I had so much scar tissue, so much damage that they could not go in laparoscopically. So they ended up 
having to cut me open and giving me a full surgery, um, which was kind of scary to me because I'm under anesthesia and this is what's happening. I don't even know that this is happening. I don't even know that this is, you know, that they're making these choices about my life and my health, and my well-being. But um, I trust my doctor. He is amazing. <laughs> but anyway, so um, he came and he came and he saw me and he was like, oh, my God, he was like, it was a mess in there. He said that my uh, intestines, my one of my tubes, my appendix was all welded together to my uterus. And I'm like, what? And I could just imagine because, you know, when you have a C-section, a lot of your organs are moved around and things is taken out, put back in and, you know, whatever. So having two of those plus a fibroid surgery, I can see how that happened. Um, and he said to me, he said, I don't understand how you didn't have digestive issues. And I'm like, I absolutely did, but you're my GYN, so you wouldn't know. And so I'm sharing this because I'm getting somewhere. So he, um, then he said, and your when we separated your appendix, it was so damaged that we had to have a, a surgeon um, that removes appendix to give you an appendectomy because I hope I said that right. Um, because if not, you would have, it would have ruptured. He was like, I couldn't have closed you up knowing that that was like that. And then you have to come back and get cut open again to remove it. So we had a surgeon come and, um, and remove it for you. So I'm like, oh my God, you know? So on top of being shocked in that way, I get home after, I think I stayed in the hospital a day or two. I get home and I have a complete meltdown. Like I go into a mini depression because well, okay. So it was August, 2020. So I didn't go back to work in September because of the surgery. So I'm home with my kids. Um, and I want to say it was virtual at that time, actually it was virtual. So I was, and, and we, they were talking about sending us back in, you know, here and there, which we did end up going back in some days and some days not whatever, but I was home with them, helping them to get onto their classes. And because I was on leave, I didn't have to get on to my classes um, for my, my students or whatever. So anyway, I remember falling into a little deep depression because even though I knew I didn't want children anymore, the choice was taken away from me. Like I made the choice, but I literally, if I decided to change my mind, I couldn't. And so just that being so permanent, it kind of bothered me. And I was very, I had a hard time with it for a little bit. And then I, I had to remind myself that I have my beautiful kids. I don't want any more. Um, you know, I'm getting older. I want to start, I want to start, you know, working out again. I want to start getting my body back. Right. And things like that. And now that I feel amazing, like my stomach, you know, my intestines, I'm using the bathroom regularly, all these things. I can't let my my physical feels good. Now my mental is struggling because of this. So I kind of had to like work on that also. And then I start, I felt amazing. I lost about 10 pounds. Um, I, you know, again, my, my, I didn't feel sluggish. I didn't have pain during intercourse. I didn't have um, bloating and all of these things. So now I'm like, all right, so now I'm going to I'm not having any more kids so I can get my body right now and I'm not going to have any more kids, whatever. Right. And so I started to really tap into my health. So 
first it started with just kind of like removing a couple of things. I stopped eating red meat. Um, I'm a big, well, I was a big steak person. Like anytime I went out to a restaurant, I was ordering steak, no matter what, no matter where we went, I was ordering steak. So I kind of, remo- I removed that from my diet because I know that it, it takes a while to digest. I stopped eating um, rice with butter and sugar, <laughs> like certain things I loved, I cut that out. And so I started to see the change in my body. Then fast forward, that was, um, August, 2020. So fast forward to 2021, the top of the year in 2021, I started working out. I started working out with a group of girls. Um, first I started working by myself. Then I started working out with a group of girls when it got warm outside and we were doing like circuit training. Then, um, it got cold again. So I hired a trainer and I've been on this journey ever since. And along the journey, a lot of women have been asking me, like, what am I doing? Um, can I train them? I'm not a, I'm not a trainer at all, personal, a, a, a physical trainer. Um, you know, can I share my meal prepping? Because I, I started meal planning and prepping and preparing my meals for the week and things like that. And it's just been like a lot of DMs about things when they see me working out. Excuse me. So I said, you know what? I already teach women how to prioritize their self, their self uh, care, how to put themselves first, you know, dealing with mindset. Cause I am a mindset coach. I said, well, if I take it another step further and now start tapping into wellness specific, not specifically, it's going to be mindset and wellness because I'm already doing it. It's just now I need to get the coaching, the certification part of it and get, you know, m- more statistics and get more facts and things like that. Cause I'm teaching what I know and what, what worked for me, but everybody is different. So drum roll, I am now enrolled in a wellness coaching Academy and I am super excited for this journey. I am super excited to add this extra component to what I'm already teaching for what I'm already doing for women. I I just can't, you know, and and it's also helping me too. Like, so now I'm the go-to mindset and wellness coach for working moms who want to prioritize their health and their self-care. So who wants to put themselves first for their health and their self-care alongside raising a family. And I just, I just love that because again, as a mom, as a wife, you're always putting other things, other people before yourself. So I just want you to know that prioritizing you gives you more to be able to pour into other people. You are refueling yourself, you know, resting, re-energizing. So when you take care of your health and wellness and yourself and implement self-care, now you can work in those roles to the fullest capacity, you know, coming home from work, then having to dive right into a second job with your family, you have to have that balance. Um, and when I say balance, I don't mean equal, uh, equal amount to each thing because balance in that way is not real, but balance in a way of I'm doing this for them and then I'm doing something for me. And so I am super excited for what's happening. And that leads me to the topic, five components to raising your standards. So, you know, I'm going to start with the quote, raise your standards and the universe will meet you there. Unknown, raise your standards and the universe will meet you there. 
unknown. First of all, I love this quote and no, the universe does not trigger me or doesn't make me feel some type of way because God created the universe, right? God created all things. So when people say, oh, you know, everybody talking the universe, 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 it doesn't bother me because I know that my creator created the universe. So I can use it interchangeably, but raise your standards and the universe will meet you there. And I, I truly believe that. And we're going to talk about now, the reason why you want to raise your standards is to create the better life for yourself, to, to live the lifestyle that you truly desire. And when you think about raising your standards, immediately people think about in a relationship. Yeah, but no, there's more to it. It's not just about in a relationship because at the end of the day, you raising your standards for in a relationship, but you're not up there. It's kind of like, the, the audacity right like it's almost like the girl who works at works as a bartender is talking about she wants a man that makes a million dollars that drives this xyz xyz but yet you are not even the person that you're seeking you're not even in the bracket of the person that you're seeking so raising your standards in the way that i'm talking about is to help create that better life for you all right so the first thing and this is not in any real order, but the first thing is your health. Raising your standards in your health, being mindful of the things that you're putting into your body, being mindful of the things that you're doing to your body or not doing to your body, right? Your health is your number one priority because if you're not healthy, if you're not, um, if you're sick, you can't do anything anyway, right? You're limited. So you want to make sure that your health, and for me, it's almost like, my kids are still young. I mean, I have an older son, but my kids are young and I'm, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I got to make sure that I can keep up with them and make sure that I have longevity for them. I'm creating a legacy and leaving a legacy to them, but I want to be able to enjoy my kids. I'm, I, I'm so grateful that I'm at an age where I'm not on any medication. I don't any have any, you know, diseases in a way where like I need medication, things like that. And if you do need medication for a disease that you can't control you, that's not your fault. That's, un that's understandable, but like, I don't know, y'all, if you're in high blood pressure, you know what I'm saying? Diabetes, those are things that can be controlled. That's why, and agree or disagree. That's why when I go to the doctor and they ask me, do my mom, my dad, my dad's side, my mom's side, anybody, I say, I don't know. You know why? Because I want you to tell me what's up with me. You're not going to look at me and say, oh, because her dad has diabetes, her mom has high blood pressure, whatever the case is, you're going to have it. I don't believe that. I really, really don't. That it, of course, sickle cell and other diseases and other um, illnesses Yes, they fall, you know, because it's, it's in your blood, it's in your trait, but like diabetes and high blood pressure, I don't, I don't buy it. I think it's all about how you eat, what you do to your body, how you take care of it. Because at the end of the day, if, if I'm, again, I'm, I don't have anything like that. I get regular checkups or whatever, but I don't eat the things that my parents ate at my age or whatever the case may be. I don't do that. Anymore. I'm more intentional about the stuff that I'm putting in my body. So your health is one of the five key components to creating a better life. Um, the second thing is your intention, your self-discipline, your focus. That's all one thing. Your self-discipline and the focus that you have on whatever it is that you're doing. So if you are um, starting a business, you need to be self-disciplined and self-discipline brings clarity, right? When you're trying, when you're setting goals for yourself to, to lose weight, you know, being disciplined to do it when you don't feel like it, 
when you're looking to save and get out of debt, being disciplined not to buy, you know, stuff that is out of your price range or out of your budget. So health, self-discipline and focus. The next thing, um, number three is confidence and courage, right? The courage to do, to step into a room, even if you may not feel like you belong there, you're there right? The confidence to know who you are, whose you are, and knowing how to, you know, um, speak up for yourself, how to advocate for yourself, you know, no, that's going to give you a better create, you're creating a better life with courage. Because I look at courage versus coward. And when I say coward, I mean, like, okay, you, um, you, you want to raise at your job, but you won't ask the courage to ask for a raise. Well, all I can say is no or not now, but if you never have the, if you're a coward and you never ask and who's to say that they're not, they're just, they, they like, oh, we just didn't get to you or we just bypassed it or whatever to get a closed mouth. Don't get fed. Right. So um, having the courage to speak up for yourself, the courage to do the things that scares you, the courage to stretch beyond. Like I am super, I get this feeling in my stomach and it's, it, and I, I, I switch it from fear to excitement because I'm embarking on a new journey. Yeah. It's easy for me to, you know, um, to meal plan and to do things. And, you know, but when other people are asking me for my expert opinion, that gives me like, okay, now I need to really do research. I need to really look into these different things because I don't want to be staring people wrong, but the feeling I get is like, put like for me to pause. And I'm like, nah, my body is just trying to protect me, but I'm trying to stretch. So I'm going to just jump in. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to invest in my personal development, my professional development so that I can help other women along the way. Right. So having that courage and that confidence. And the next thing for is happiness, joy. It's like, it's life is too short to be unhappy. And it's, it's, and I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm not trying to be unhappy. I am at an age where I know who I am. I'm ever evolving. We are ever evolving, but I know who I am. I know my likes and my dislikes. I know what I deserve and I'm not settling. I'm just not, I'm coming for it. So my happiness, my peace, my joy, that is a non-negotiable. I'm going, I have no problem at my, at this time in my life doing things for myself, by myself. Oh, you don't want to go? Okay, cool. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't feel like it? Okay, cool, no problem. Because if I don't feel like it, I'm not gonna do it either. So, because I'm protecting my peace and I have boundaries. So, but my happiness and my peace and my joy is up is non-negotiable, and I, I really feel like I cannot be letting anybody drain that from me. So we got health, self-discipline, and focus confidence and courage, happiness and joy. And then the last thing is gener uh, generosity, kindness. You know, a lot of times just a simple good morning to somebody. It's, it's mind boggling to me how I, you can work in the same building as somebody every single day and they will walk right by you and not even say good morning. It's mind boggling to me because I was raised when you walk into a room you speak first. Now that is, that is more so like in a, um, a non-business place. Like if I walk into my teacher's lounge, I'm going to speak, 
But if I walk into a, a restaurant or, you know, the host will greet me first, that's just because it's a business transaction. But my grandmother always told me when you walk into a room, you speak and people, I, it just mind boggles me how you're a grown adult working with kids, expecting kids to respect adults and respect people, respect people. And you don't even speak. So for me, I, if they don't, if like, if they, I would say good morning and you got, you got two, one, two times before I don't speak to you again. <laughs> but what I'm saying is just being more kind, being more generous, helping people when you, even if you don't feel like it, it's not about you all the time. It's not about you all the time and give and you shall receive. That is, that is gold right there. Do for others as you want done to you. Some of y'all might say karma, right? But being more kind, it just does something to you when you when when you when you see that you've made a change, when you see that a genuine compliment lightens up somebody's day. So so the five components to creating a better life for yourself is health, self-discipline. I'm repeating in case you want to write it down. Health, self-discipline and focus. Three, confidence and courage. Four, happiness and joy. Add peace to that. And five, kindness. Being kinder. Stop, stop me, 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 me. And I remember a time, I mean, in my early, early days where I didn't, it, I, was a, I was a nice person. I spoke in the center, but I never offered to do anything if it was like out of my way or if it wasn't, you know, serving me in some way. And that's not, that's not how you should live. It should not always be what is in it for me. And I really, for, the, for a while now have been just, now I'm not going to, I'm not going to spread myself too thin. I'm not going to do something if I genuinely don't feel like doing it. I'm not going to just say, I'm not a yes man. I'm not a people pleaser anymore. I'm recovering. So there's different, there's a boundary there, but genuinely in your heart, feeling like you want to do something for somebody genuinely in your heart, feeling like you want to donate, feeling like you want to um, volunteer, feeling like, you know, that's what I mean. So those are the five combo components to creating a better life. Notice none of it has to do with money. It's not about money because there's people that have a lot of money and they're still unhappy. They're still unhealthy. They still have low self-esteem that, you know what I'm saying? They still um, lack kindness, right? So it's not about money. It's about the overall being. And so I hope that this has helped you as it has helped me along my journey. And I refer back to these five key components regularly. So I want you to do the same. Um, before I go into the mindset declarations, I am hosting a better health challenge. Um, right now you can get on the, you can register to get on the wait list. The link is in, it will be in the show notes and it's also on my Instagram page, um, sisstopstalking.ck.page forward slash BHC, Better Health Challenge. Um, again, it's going to be in the show notes, but I um, I want you to join. It is it is a really, it's, it's really something that I'm excited about. I mean, again, I'm in this wellness academy right now and I'm learning and there's things but I am excited to help other women to 
you know, prioritize their health and their self-care so that they can live a life that they truly are happy and fulfilled in alongside raising a family. So if that is you, sign up for the Better Health Challenge waitlist and I will see you on the inside. So now before we end, let's go to the mindset declarations. Get your pins ready. Clear your voice. Uh, Repeat them after me. There's power in speaking life over yourself. And as you speak, see, uh, what is it? Speak what you seek until you see what you said. So I want you to really feel this, really think about it, really embody the words that you're speaking over your life. Okay. Number one, I am the co-creator of my life. I am healthy and full of energy. My look is just a projection of what I think about myself. I am worth living this life. Yes, it was four because they are all significant right now. Being the co-creator of your life, realizing that you are healthy and full of energy. How you look is a projection of what you think about yourself. Think about that. When you see somebody and they look like they just got up, walked up, they was jumping through a dumpster and they just walked out the house or or you see a woman from head to toe and it ain't gotta be designer. It doesn't have to be designer, but from head to toe is clean. Her head is high. Her shoes is popping. She's walking how she, she's projecting how she, what she thinks about herself. When you see somebody that comes outside with pajama, I don't care, pajama pants on. It takes two seconds to put on some sweats, some leggings, or um, some, a sundress, whatever. But if you come outside in pajama pants and, you know, sorry, not sorry, that tells me that you didn't wash up today. <laughs> because nobody gets out the shower and puts on pajama pants. You can put on sweats, you can put on leggings, you can put on jeans, you can put on a night, a, um, a sundress, but ain't nobody getting out of the shower and putting on pajama pants to run to no store. I'm sorry. So that tells me that that is a projection of what you think about yourself. And I am worth living this life, right? Life is so short and so precious and we really need to live it to the fullest And after, I mean, death has been around, I mean, as frequent as like people that I, even if I don't know them personally, I've seen them on social media, or I know someone that knows somebody, it's like death is like right there. It's like, I I don't know what it is, but I have not seen or remember seeing so many people passing away so frequently in, in the last year. So life is so short and to be bitter, angry, there's people that, that really sometimes deserve to get a little choky choke, whatever. But is it really that serious? Like, sometimes I just be like, you know what? Your problem, you, you, you I, I'm, God fights my battles. And I know that sounds so whatever, because the old me is going to war. The old me, it's on. You disrespect me in any kind of way, it's on. But the new me, I have too much to lose and too much to gain. So you can't get that time for me. 
I'm not going to take five steps back from busting you upside the head. Like, it's just not, just not it. So, you know what I mean? But anyway, I hope this helped you. It has tremendously helped me. Um, I want you guys to go visit my Instagram, Tasha Talks Life, at Tasha Talks Life. Click on the link. You can also purchase my book, Sis Stop Sulking, God's Plan is Greater, How to Grow Forward from Any Past Pain. We've all dealt with some types of trauma. We've all dealt with things that held us back, but it's all in your mindset first. So you can grab that book. You can get it on Amazon or you can go to my link and get it a signed copy. Um, and, and join the challenge. Join the challenge. It's a six-week challenge. Join the challenge. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's not wait till New Year to, to, uh, to try to make these resolutions. Let's start increasing our self-care and prioritizing our health and wellness now. So I love you. I want you to have an amazing week and be well. Remember that your past does not dictate your future. Till next time. Hey, sis. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Sis Stop Sulking podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave a five-star review and share this with your girlfriends. You can also find me on Instagram at Tasha Talks Life. You can DM me, tag me, let me know that I'm on the right track. I want you to be well, be blessed, and remember your past does not dictate your future. Till next time.